When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Deep Cuts, Lost and Found. This is round number 25. The year we're looking at is 1994. I'm here with my very best friends from Needham High School. We all graduated back in 1987. I'm here with Rich Air, Derek Brain, Bill Federko, Chris Nashawati, myself, Thomas Golubich. Again, we're gonna be looking at the year 1994, looking for our Deep Cuts, songs that are not singles, songs that are not that well-known, songs from 1994, we think are really special and sharing them with you. Welcome to the show. So we're continuing now in our second season and uh, we're moving into the 90s, a little further into the 90s. So this is 1994. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what happened in 1994. Rich, I believe you are in charge of history for all this right. show. Oh. Glad to do it. Uh, 94, we all turned 25. I think we're all entering into our quarter-life crisis at this point. But let's start in, uh, I'm going to do this by month. So in January, 94 started off with a jolt. The North it's going to take a while, by <laughs> month. By month? No, it's, if you wow, guys keep interrupting me, it'll take a long time. very seriously. <laughs> I'm going to challenge if you say something out of chronological order. There's the Northridge, Northridge earthquake. January. In, in January, kicked off in 94. Yeah, yeah 68 big. people were killed, whatever, 6.5. I apologize for laughing. Uh, February got a little bit better because we had the Winter Olympics kicked off in Lillehammer. However, Edvard Munch's The Scream got <laughs> stolen on the same day as the opening day of the Olympics. Fun uh, fact. Kind of a bummer, but they got returned in, in May, so that was that was nice. Uh, March saw the Academy Awards and Schindler's List won seven, I believe, seven Oscars, including Best Picture. Uh, April was a bit of a downer, pretty dark month, although it was my birthday. Worse than Schindler's List. It got, it got worse, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, Kurt Cobain killed himself in early April of that month, which was devastating to a lot of people. And the uh, Rwanda genocide kicked off with a fury. Jeez, Rich, it. really making the case for 94 <laughs> being an up with people here. Yeah. Oh, man. Go on. Maybe. Uh, May was better. May, the, uh, the uh, tunnel under the channel, the channel was finished finally. After seven long years, 60,000 people working on it, something like that. The only other uh, impossible connection contemplated at the time, in that month, was uh, Michael Jackson got married. Ah, oh, Derek, nice segue. Nice segue. Ah. <laughs> Lisa Marie Presley, the one and only daughter of Elvis and Priscilla. Ah, oh, okay, wasn't a little boy. <laughs> in, wait, in, was it MTV, like Music Awards? Where did he try to prove that he really did love her by giving her a kiss 
was it uh, the MTV Music Awards or some? Sounds about right. There, <laughs> there was some event. They're like, kiss her. Just show that you really. <laughs> yeah, I remember it being so totally awkward and weird. Yes. And, uh, yes. It was very anyway. chaste. Moving on, June. It was all the juice got loose in June of 94. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah, Ronald Goldman and his, <laughs> Nicole Simpson were found murdered. Juice ran off in his white Bronco, and we were captivated. We even forgot that the World Cup started in June because we were all watching that. Hours um, of following the white Bronco. We were talking oh. about this recently, and I, I, you know, I was, I remember where I was, and I was at like, in a bar in the Lower East Side, a place called the Ace Bar, drinking and playing pool. And then also realized, like, that happened in the middle of the day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I guess I was, at, like, in a weekday. So I guess, and Nash, you were, we were there I was together. There, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So apparently you didn't, have much, hard. You didn't have much to do. On a, it says more about us than it <laughs> Yeah, I think it Were you guys quietly him. quitting? What was going on there? Definitely quietly quitting. Yeah. Um, and who who was with him? What was it? Uh, AC. Uh, AC. Uh, yes. Thank you. Al. Cowens. Yeah. Uh, July. So the World Cup wrapped up in July. World Cup finals. Of course, Brazil won. They always win, and the score was zero zero. Uh, the final. They beat Italy on penalties. Nil nil. August. Lazy days of summer. Saw the release Oasis's debut album, definitely maybe came out the end of August 1994. Woodstock 94 happened, but no one really cared. September World Series was canceled for only the second yeah, time in strike, history, right? Because of the player strike that year. So there's no World Series. October Pulp Fiction was released, great Sweet. movie, big and, year. Uh, a lot of stuff happened in '94. In November, another great album that we've talked about before on the show with TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool. That, I released. hear you. That's a great album that came out in November. And oh, I almost forgot. You forgot uh, Reagan, Lisa Left Eye. Reagan revealed he had Alzheimer's in November of 94. Is that right? Almost nice. I almost forgot part. Nice. <laughs> nice touch, Rick. Thanks. Thanks. Dumb and Dumber came out in December nice. of 94. That's your December nugget? <laughs> just, just to show the show. That he wanted to end on something a, other than a genocide. So he went, to, went lighter. Sense of humor. Um, and, well, I guess I have one last nugget. Netscape Navigator came out in December ah, of 94. My browser. Ushered in the internet age and has basically changed, forever changed life. I think as Bill as still as uses Navigator. Yeah, I use Navigator, Mozilla, or whatever. It um, still exists? <laughs> no. I don't. <laughs> and that wraps up 1994. Very nice. Wow. Yeah. Bravo. And stepping go. in at the last minute, Rich, too. Very impressive. Very, very thorough and very chronological. Well, uh, let's let's uh, let's kick things off. So uh, chronologically by age. Yeah, let's go by age. Who was the youngest in this year? Probably. Uh, I don't even know. We're Rich, when's your birthday? I'm in April. Yeah, it's me then. All right. Uh, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> Chris Nash, what is spring chicken? What do you got? <laughs> OK, so 19, for the kids. 1994. Uh, great year for music. I think we all have uh, discovered as we've been researching this uh, episode, judging from Bill's list on Spotify, where he has about 14 choices, obviously <laughs> tough to narrow down. <laughs> However, I am going to go with what was a real discovery to me in 1994. I had not been a fan of or like even remotely attuned to what was going on in like electronic music or trip hop or anything like that. And then along comes this album by Portishead dummy um released in 1994 
and you know just the the mix of electronic experimentation sort of scratching and and Beth Gibbons sort of like uh torch songy voice it's it's really it's a really captivating mix and um I really was smitten by this record and it sort of opened the floodgates to a whole different avenue of music for me so I'm going to choose a song off this record it's Mysterions and Tom take it away it's deep cuts lost and found round 25 1994 is the year love the raw simplicity of Portishead. They just, oh my goodness, it just, they're so special and so simple and so captivating. It's such an, this record to me was like, as you put it really well, it opened up a whole new world. Like I started exploring so many other bands thanks to this opening up everything. What a fun. Yeah, I think really you great. stole this from Tom tonight, Chris. Oh, this really? Well, this is definitely Tom's. Oh, it's definitely yeah, Tom's turf. Up his alley. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
But hey, I'm does happy it, one more that I get to play that's not yeah. this, you know, nicely chosen. But does anybody know about this band? Like, you know, where where did this come from? Like this, you know, just the way they put things together, this sort of combination of, you know, this sort of almost a, torch, torch song right. singer, but with this, you know, real kind of more electronic, you know, trip hop background, like where... I How mean, did that happen? I mean, I know a little bit, but I mean, Jeff Barrow was, you know, based out of uh, Bristol, England, as was also Massive Attack and as was Tricky. Right. There was a whole scene happening uh, in the late 80s, moving into the 90s. Um, Jeff is now a film score composer and does some of the most exciting film score work out there, as far as I'm concerned. Like he does most of the Alex Garland films um, with his partner, Ben Salisbury, and, and they just do really exciting work. Beth Gibbons is one of those extraordinary vocalists. Ah. I mean, you know, she's done a number of projects after this, you know, as collaborations, which are really great. I think we've played some of them in our show. Um, she's a really unique singer. And yeah. the sophistication level of the production and the different influences, like it almost sounds like there's like a, uh, a, a theremin in there. I think it's probably a keyboard being, you know, manipulated, but it has such a true um, representation of hip hop culture. It feels really like a legit hip hop beat. It's simple. It's really clean. Um, I don't know. I, this record just blew my mind. So I'm sample? so glad you dropped yeah. it. Uh, it may sample? be. I believe most of this record was probably built on samples. I, I can't sounds, say that definitively. Sounds like it, but it, but it, it, it I don't know. I well. think there could be some live stuff too. But. And she made a, an album with uh, Rusted Man. Talk exactly. Talk, right? yep. I love yeah. that record. There's a song called Tom the Model off that record that I think is what? so great. And it sounded like nothing else. I think that's the thing which you really it's important about Portishead. Like hip hop culture was out there, but we all had an idea of what hip hop culture was. And suddenly here's a version of it mixed with this down tempo, unapologetically moody sensibility. Chris mentioned earlier, it's got this wonderful sort of noir sensibility. It's like, obviously they were listening to film scores. They were clearly, in, they were into a lot of cool stuff and they found a way to make it an amalgamation of sounds. And then just adding the vocals, like, you know, Beth Gibbons vocals are so unique and special. It just really shines. Great pick. Moving on to Rich. Rich, where would you like to take us? I've got an un fairly unconventional pick, at least for me. Oh, boy. So, nice tease. I believe we discovered an album that came out in 1994 from this guy who's had a lot of bad luck in his life. Uh, he uh, had no father. His mother was a prostitute. He was born in Mississippi, ended up in Venice in L.A., and basically sang on the boardwalk. For years and years and years he was just a street performer and he's got this really cool raspy voice uh ted hawkins is his name he says the gravelly voice is from the, the sea air and the sand for just years days and days on end just singing busking for money and someone discovered him in 86 he put out an album called happy hour in 86 which is a great album but it only hit in england overseas and he climbed the charts and he was got pretty popular producer convinced him to move to England. He actually went and lived in England for a few years. I think he had maybe some drinking, maybe some drug problems or something, and England kicked him out eventually. But he came back and recorded, someone convinced him again in 1994 to release another bunch of his songs. These are all his sort of original songs. I think there's one or two covers on this. The album from 1994 is called The Next Hundred Years. It's how we, me and a few of my friends, got into him. But Happy Hour, the one in 86, you should really check out as well. Um, so I would like to share with you Ted Hawkins from the album uh, The Next Hundred Years. This is called Big Things. Deep cuts. Mm -hmm. 
I've got big things to do Too soon my life will be through Got no time to stop and pick up your flowers I've got catching up to do Yes, I've got big things to do Now I've got a song here to write I stay up most every night Creating with hope They will live on forever I've got big things to do Yes, I've got so much to do Got no schooling I've been fooling This is why I can't find no job Now it's over No time left That's why I'm running so Ain't no time left But the sun will shine bright someday I've got mountains to cross I'm searching for time that I've lost Yes, I've got big things to do Before. that's good took him a while to get him in the studio they had a bunch of studio musicians play for him which he didn't really like but they finally convinced him to release this album uh and then unfortunately he died of a stroke like three months after this was released. right right after oh, it came man. out I, I was just checking the google because yeah. he was totally new well, this, to me this yeah. kind of reminds me of um who is it like like richie say richie valens no richie havens but, Richie Haven, sorry. Yeah, he sounds like Richie Havens to me. Yeah, I can see that. But that breathy, you know, voice where you can kind of hear the breath in his singing. And all the songs yeah. are very autobiographical. And so it just, you know, there's, there's heart in in every song. And some of them are pretty funny, actually. In Happy Hour, there's a lot of funny just drinking type songs and just being down on his luck. But he, he puts a funny spin on it. So Happy Hour is the one from the 80s. That's 86, yeah. Right, okay. Well, and this was his last record uh, that he was alive to release. I think there were some uh, tribute albums after afterwards. Hmm. Well, thanks for introducing him. I had no idea who he was. Ted Hawkins. I'm going to pick it up a little bit. <laughs> pick it up. Well, I was hoping you wouldn't go down. We went trip hop. Like That's right. It's, 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 it's a slow descent. <laughs> yes. um, with some death core next. Just <laughs> mellow it out. <laughs> One of the records that I heard in 1994 and just kind of blew my mind immediately. And then I had the good fortune to see performed live. I'm not sure if it was on this tour or another tour, but I, I remember just being asked, mesmerized is the John Spencer blues explosion out of New York city. So what I love about the John Spencer blues explosion is it's a trio. 
It's it's John Spencer, uh, Russell Simmons, and it's Judah Bauer. And the three of them play really tight. They just tight. They play sort of tribute blues. So it's almost like these are three white dudes doing their interpretation of blues. It's got a real New York swagger to it. There's a lot of brainy activity going on in there. But there's also something really, I think, just legit and exciting and fun. And when this record came out, I just thought it was great. The song that is most well-known from this record is uh, the opener, Bell Bottoms, which is used in Baby Driver. So if you don't know any other songs by John Spencer, you might know that, I know one, that one from that movie. But this is a song from that same record that I personally found even more fun. So this is Blues X-Man. It is Deep Cuts, Lost and Found, Round 25. The year is 1994. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
man is committed to the bit. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> they are. They're really like kind of walking this fine line. Like if they weren't that awesome, able to groove together like that, they would not be able to get away with that shit. That's you know? what like, I love about they're, it. They're good enough that they get away with it and it's really good. They totally they get character. away with it. They totally um, get away with it. Yeah. Just a smidgen less talent and it would be <laughs> It would really be oh. no, 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 no. But they're fun. You know, they just ooze, ooze fun and kind of abandon. I, I love that about them. And seeing them live is just so, it's, it's exactly what you expect. It's probably what it was like to see the police in the early days, right? Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of jumping off the bass drum. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Super fun. Anyway, Derek, you're up next. Where do you want to take us? Uh, I am glad that you picked me because I'm going to kind of... Um, I'm going to uh, roll around in similar gutters as uh, as the John Spencer Blues explosion and um, choose a band that I really love called Girls Against Boys. And, you know, they were actually started as, as a, a side project of the um, Fugazi drummer and the uh, one of the bass player and keyboarder keyboardists in this band. You know, eventually I think the Fugazi got dropped out uh, when they moved to New York City. They do have songs where they have two bass players, so a lot more bass. But I like it. It's it's this. It's a similar. It's in a similar vein. The respect that it's kind of sweaty and sleazy and and dirty. The guy's voice, particularly in this song, kind of sounds like he's been in some dive bar, just drinking cheap beer and smoking Camel Straights for the last two days. It just sounds <laughs> like that. Uh, but it's also got that sort of like hypnotic groove that the kind of fall has a little bit. But I love this song. Uh, it's from the band Girls Against Boys. The song is called I Don't Got a Place from their album Cruise Yourself. It's Deep Cuts. Yeah, I'm 
I don't know this song at all and I, I love the fall so to me like this is like has all of the best parts of the fall with a bit more like a Fugazi energy it's a great combo I don't know this track at all this is great yeah, yeah me too. pretty pretty far afield from Fugazi but I don't know I guess uh, you know online at least they're referred to as a part post hardcore but I don't really know what that means but <laughs> um, but I, they've got a bunch of great records I've been into this band for a while I, I like them they're great this they're is play- excellent they're playing you know, live again, but only in Europe for some reason. They're only playing oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. shows in like Brussels. It's like Richard's girlfriend. Yeah, she's in Canada oh, yeah. or, or Europe. <laughs> Do you know their song "One Dose of Truth," Derek? Uh, which record's that on? It's know. not on any. That's the problem. Oh, it's, okay. Um, I think it was in a soundtrack. I only have it through a, a burned CD, but you can't find it on any streaming or anything. This is okay. Bill's. Um, I go deeper than you. So <laughs> no, no, no. One-upsmanship <laughs> detour. I, I hardly know the band, <laughs> uh-huh. but I okay. love that particular song. It was on uh, college. What, what was CMJ? College Music. Yeah, College yeah. Music Journal. Yeah. So I used to get CMJ CDs. Yeah. The and they would have thirty songs, and you know, hit or miss, there'd really. be some great ones in there. And this was one of them. It was Gorgeous. Right. It might have been on some EP single. Boys. Yeah. yeah, but uh, no, I would dig into them. Like every record at least has at least like three just great, great songs. I like them a lot. Where did you say they were from? DC. Uh, they were DC, but they moved to New York. I, I think of them as a New York band. Oh, you've taken them on as a New York band. <laughs> well, I mean, that's where they kind of made their. You know, they started in DC, but moved to uh, New York City soon after right. they were they formed. Did you and Nash see them while sitting in a bar in the middle of the day in the week? <laughs> no, I wish I'd seen them. I never got to see them. I, I really wish I had. They're sort of one of those bands that I felt like yeah. I missed live. Yeah. Right. Well, Billy, you get to close out our, our first round uh, of songs all here. All right. All right. Um, geez, if I keep going grungy on this, uh, no, I think I'll go in a little different direction. Oh, this one's pretty rocking too. As I want to do, I'm going to go to Boston and I'm going to go with uh, an indie band. Actually, they started in uh, Hawaii. But then they moved to Boston and they added Joan Wasser on electric violin. And she's just fantastic. Uh, she went on to do a solo uh, project as Joan as Policewoman, which I think is a nod to the, was that Angie Dickinson who had the show Policewoman? Yes. Anyways, before I get too far afield, uh, the band is the Dam Builders. It's from their uh, major label debut, Encendador. And uh, I'm going to play an instrumental. Uh, it's called Cop Sucker. It rocks out hard so take it away tommy cop sucker come what now
Now that Ooh. sounds fun live. Holy crap. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So many good discoveries tonight. She, yeah. she is a violin. Yes, yeah, electric said violin. Violin and sort of a rock band or you know, indie rock band. I would have said no. No thanks. Right. But they 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 pulled that off. Oh, and then sure. some. Huge. I gotta say, something that's interesting about tonight's show is that like when we go back into our lives in 1994, we were all sort of like cast into different directions across the map. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like we were all sort right. of dispersed a little bit. And it's interesting that the music from that year that we're all choosing aren't don't have as much overlap and, and like uh commonality as they did like earlier on when yeah. we were all listening to music sure. together. Like we were all off going finding our own True. True. stuff at this point. So it's like really interesting that like it makes sense, but like that we're that I'm hearing so much new stuff tonight. Yeah. Good Although point. most most of us are probably listening to you know Weezer's the obvious stuff. Yeah. Weezer's the Blue Album, you yeah. know, before they became the you know Excel spreadsheet of aging indie rock bands. <laughs> Careful, <laughs> mash my plan tonight. He's been workshopping that line all week. <laughs> how'd it go? How'd a it little go? too well crafted. It <laughs> occurred to me earlier tonight. <laughs> okay, let's do it again. Well, I think he actually writes. Written. He writes no. music with an Excel spreadsheet now, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> You haven't heard that? <laughs> no, but when he's, when he's, he's not playing the, D&D in his garage. He's just put together this sort of like, you know, here are things that work and like, you know, right. just certain chord changes or turns you. of phrases. Or, you know, I'm like essentially, you know, uses an algorithm to write things now almost. Van Halen riff here. Yeah. <laughs> we may hear from legal over this one. We'll see how this uh-oh, goes. Uh-oh. Derek. <laughs> All right. I, I would have used my Derek was just voicing more. an opinion. Just Rivers Cuomo's <laughs> minion of lawyers. That's right. <laughs> Chris, we're at the top of the deck. You want to uh, do your oh, second round? Oh, really already bat around? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Come on. Um, okay. So where to go? Okay. So... I we, this came up before and it led to a nice spirited debate, which I don't need to have again. But uh, in, this, in the splits and spinoffs episode, where Bill and I clashed like Rams locking horns <laughs> over Sebado versus Dinosaur Jr. Again, don't need to have that fight again tonight. Or uh, do we? Knuckles still a little <laughs> scraped up from last time. But I am going to play a song off of what is my favorite Sebado album, uh, which is Bake Sale. And uh, the one with the chubby baby on the cover, which is Lou Barlow. <laughs> yes. And um, Love that chubby around, baby. Fishing around in the turlet. Um, so the song I am going to play tonight is called Careful. And it's a great, great song from this record. Hit it, Thomas. Side the 
describe the appeal of Sebado because I was trying to explain to somebody why I liked them a while ago and I had a hard time. I had the same hard time with Pavement. Like it's hard to describe what it is about those bands. I'm just curious. I feel like there's a sort of a lo-fi sloppy beauty to it. Like it's a yeah. like a just it shouldn't have melody to it, but it does. But it does, yeah. But it's unexpected. I don't know. I, I really I find them uh hard, I, like once I put their one of their records on, I find it hard to take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of this like chaos that sort of coalesces into something really beautiful every once in a while that you can really grab onto. And, but also lyrically, there's lots of really fun turns of phrases and, in, in uh, the stuff he writes, you know, watch out for my bullshit. Everybody's got it. That's just fun <laughs> to sing along with. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, and Nash, thinking- Nash, we don't have to settle our Sebado dinosaur junior, uh, you know thank goodness i hate it when but, you guys fight no 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 we're not fighting mom and dad, <laughs> mom and dad <laughs> stop it <laughs> we wouldn't be if it wasn't for you damn kids no. right. um <laughs> but this is not a uh Lou song so it's 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 lowenstein you um, do that every time I, I know. Song. Just, i'm just trying to say we can all get along because yeah. I don't have to choose between Lou and, and Jay. I say, this is Lois. Yeah, but there's an implicit backhand swipe in that, in that you're saying that the songs that, like, I've championed Sebado, and you're saying every song that I play is actually not a Lou song. Therefore, <laughs> if you take the extra step, you're saying that, like, my my endorsement of the band is sort of, like, built on a faulty premise. <laughs> I so didn't much, say So it. much for not rehashing this argument again. Good God. It, it was a bit passive aggressive. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. <laughs> All right, well, if I could just have a few minutes for rebuttal. I think it was just aggressive. Thanks <laughs> for good radio. About it. It's a I great love... song. I love that song. Well, anyway, who's next? All right. I'm sorry I'll for listen. complimenting the song and saying I liked it so much very aggressively. All right, Richard Eyre, you can put these two I, to bed with an amazing choice. I listened to the shit out of that album and Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain. Nice. Oh, we're um, we doing the honor roll? But I am, uh, I'm going to say, oh, yeah. 
Can you guys hear that? Someone's getting yeah. a phone call from Rivers Cuomo's no, lawyer. Like <laughs> Tell him I'm sorry. I was gonna play the song for a song from Crooked Rain, but I'm gonna save that for the bonus round. I'm gonna pick. You're just so, teasing tonight. No, I like that. It gets people to listen to the premium exactly, content. Exactly. Because I just saw Pavement a couple nights ago for the for those of you out there listening. And it yeah. was awesome. So if you can see them, they're on tour. Go see them. So this band had, uh, you know, five minutes of fame. They I, I can't let 94 go by without mentioning a Seattle band. Of course. Uh, they, and this is truly a Seattle band. They're all from Seattle. All the members of this band are from Seattle. Um, a couple of them went on after this. These guys put out two albums in 94 and 95, then pretty much broke up. Two of them went on to one plays bass for Foo Fighters, Nate Mendel, and uh, the other one was a drummer for Foo Fighters for a couple of years, uh, William Goldsmith. Uh, Nate, I believe, is still the bassist for Foo Fighters. Loved this album when it came out. Uh, it reminds me of this time of my life, as, as does Sebado and Pavement. Um, and Ted Hawkins. So this is uh, Sunny Day Real Estate. It's from their debut album called Diary. The song I'm going to play is eight. Uh, seven was a hit, a big hit, and 47 and 48 were on this album as well. If you haven't heard Sunny Day, you may remember them. Not sure if you guys do, but eight is a song that wasn't on the original 94 release. When they re-released in 2009, they added, Challenge. They added eight and nine. <laughs> But it was written back in 94, so I'm going with it. And it's a wonderful song, so please enjoy. This is 8 by Sunny Day Real Estate. It's Deep Cuts. Some beautiful 
certainly sounds like everything I know from like the Seattle sound. It's like a it's a very Seattle kind of sounding record. Is the whole record but, this? Hmm? But these guys were like one of the first like emo bands. Like they yeah, were kind of part right. of defining that movement, which is like kind of something I don't really. I don't really know that much about or dug that much into. Like, you know, I guess when that label came out, it was like emo, like emotional. Like everything that I've been listening to for years is emotional. I don't know where, you know. I thought uh, emo had passed Gen X by, but Rich is so much younger than us. Yeah. He's such a kid. Youngins. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they were the, you know, they were very, one of the very first. Yeah. Foundations of that movement, I, I think. Right. Yeah, I didn't realize they were part of it. I just, you know, I just kind of looked at them up, looked them up today, and it said, you know, it's emo. First thing it pops up yeah. is emo. I'm like, what? I didn't know I was an emo fan, but I guess I am. So, yeah. um, Rich played an emo song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going on Twitter hard. <laughs> no, I got to say, I mean, this is a band whose like name I obviously know, but I can't say that I really was familiar with their music. So, um, that was a pleasant surprise. Not what I expected. I expected more of a more of a um, Blink One Eighty Two sort of vibe. I don't know why. Just did oh, talk man. about aggressive. I like the cover to this record too. It's sort of yeah. iconic. I, I, whenever you know, really stuck in my head. It's got those little Playmobil. Playmobil is that what yeah, those right. things are? Little, those little Playmobil little, figures. Little, little people. Yeah, I don't, something about that is like it's really good graphic design on that cover. I like it. <laughs> and I love how loose we've gone with the rules in season two. How's Apparently that? now, as long as the song was written in or around, we've never the we've year, never played a song from a remastered album. There goes that aggressive passive aggression <laughs> thing. Jeez, did I cross the line? Maybe you should go back to drinking gin. <laughs> Stone Cold Sober Boys. Yeah, oh. that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Turns into the Gestapo and he's like, <laughs> dry doesn't drunk. have any hooch in him. Well, I'll take the, uh, the 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 lilting drunken step forward to a London UK acid jazz band. Um, all right, all right. Yeah, I kind of feel we've been doing a lot of rock As tonight. We would expect. So, I'm going to drop uh, a band that you know this record came out and. It just was one of those records that I just kept on enjoying more and more as I listened to it. It became kind of like easy, like pop the CD into the car as you drive around town. You know, you're DJing at a party and you drop this track and it's kind of great. This is not the hit from the record. It's the brand new heavies. Um, I think this is a pretty cool track and I hope that you guys dig it. It is uh, Deep Cuts, Lost and Found, and it's the brand new heavies and Brother Sister.
So this is the last record that uh, India Davenport uh, performed with this, but her vocals are just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. In 92, I listened the heck out of Heavy Rhyme Experience Volume 1 like that. That record really hit me in my sweet spot at that time. Like, I love that record. That was that was that was so so much fun. I don't think I really listened to this one that much. Um, it's good. But I love that other one. You know, I had like, you know, stuff with Gangstar and like Grand you remember Cuba. that one, right? Yeah, yeah, that one was so good. Uh, yeah. Say that again, Chris. Grand Pooba. Grand Pooba. <laughs> Who makes the loot? Grand Pooba. I remember that part. They also sound like a band that's been playing together for like a hundred years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they are just so locked in to each other and the sound is just so tight. Um, I love, I love the brand new heavy. I think they're great. And I like Tom that what you don't, like you said this twice during your introduction, you don't play the brand new heavies. You drop it. <laughs> That's a good point. Said, I'm going to drop True. this song. It's funny. I was really going to play a hip hop tune. I'm not going to do like the, uh, the notables, but, uh, but I am, uh, but I am, but, <laughs> but I realized that this Hold is it, Tommy. this, this is like one of those records that that year to me, at least was like, it kind of captured a, a groove and a vibe of that year for me, at least in a really nice way. So, Derek, where would you like to do your final pick for 1994? Well, you know, I'm going to frustrate you and bring it back into the the rock world. I'm sorry. That's fair. But, you know, I don't know. This is is one of these bands that's, you know, kind of super important to me. So many bands you, I don't know, you have such a remove from, or they're just this, they're just this entity that, you know, you kind of can't imagine sort of being in your own world. You know, they're these just in this totally different world, but uh, the band super chunk just has always felt like, you know, kind of friends that I've, that have grown up with me. Um, you know, I, the first time I saw them was in like, you know, a gym in undergrad with, you know, sticky beer soaked floors, you know, with like, you know, like 60 other people or something like that. And they were, you know, impossibly young looking. I was like, are these guys, you know, I mean, they're probably like a year or two older than us. And, uh, you know, I've just been seeing them throughout my life since then, since, you know, I was a teen, I guess. And they just mean a lot to me. I, I really love them. Um, but, you know, they're also, it's been fun to see them grow. You know, they, they started Merge Records, you know, Mac and his partner, Laura Balance, started Merge Records and had a lot of success and put out a lot of amazing records by a lot of amazing artists. You know, I've enjoyed you know how they've changed and not changed over the years and i just i love what they do and i see them whenever they come through town and uh they're just one of my favorite bands and uh they put out a record this year called foolish which was a huge record and i listened to a lot and i love this song it's a song called driveway to driveway and uh i don't know it's just kind of um one of these songs that is about the drunken stupid things you do when you're young intoxicated and have a crush i guess it's just a perfect super chunk song it's a driveway to driveway super chunk from their album foolish
Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got one of these voices that probably Mac. either you like it or you don't. You Mr. know, Mac, but Mac I like Mullen. it. I like it. You know, he sounds like a sounds like a chipmunk. I like. <laughs> I think Super Chunk must have been touring all like small little uh, college venues because I saw them at UMass too in like a uh, the back of like a dining common. Like yeah, you know, they, were, they were just touring anywhere. I think they could get space, but they were great. And their drummer is a great drummer, and he plays. You know, he plays with Bob Mould. You know, he plays with a bunch of other people, and he's also a super funny guy. He is a very talented, funny guy. Uh, you know, he's done this radio show with called The Best Show with, uh, I can't remember what that other guy's name is, but um, he's sort of a, a humorist in his own right. Nice. But, yeah. All right, Billy, you get, you get to close out the show. So uh, oh. for 1994, oh. Billy Federico, the final, well, of course. final oh, chance. Geez. Yeah, of course I'll go with guy by voice. No, I'm just kidding, Derek. Yo, uh, you don't. <laughs> I don't want to anger Derek. No, I will go. Well, there's a lot of choices, and I'm not going to do the honor roll. But you know, sometimes you just look for a sign of you know which song to pick. And uh, today, the Afghan Wigs put out a new record, or I guess Tommy, you would say dropped a new record. Yes. And uh, so that made me think uh, I should go with the band I was, was already considering, which is also from Cincinnati. And a band that Greg Dooley helped name. Nash may understand this reference. I didn't at first. The name of the band is Throneberry. And they're named after Marvelous oh, baseball, Marv. Baseball player. Yes. Marvin Throneberry. Yes. Good call. And he played with the Mets. Played with the Mets. And he was apparently inept. And he was um, <laughs> also in a Miller Lite commercial. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so Greg Dooley, who's uh, from Afghan Wigs. Was was friends with the folks in uh, Throneberry, and they were just trying to think of names, and they were just going through baseball players because that's the kind of thing they do when they do, they came up with Throneberry. This is, you know, in vain, in, in the similar vein of a lot of the sub pop stuff. That I think that was coming out this time. They do have a certain Afghan wig sound. You know, they're rocking out, but it's it's got a little bit of swing. There's a cool guitar line, and I think the singer sounds like Graham Parker. Interesting, which, which is good to me. Uh, it's from their debut album. It's called Sangria. That's the album. And the song is called Green Goddess.
This is great. I don't know this band at all. This is the first time yeah, I've heard anybody, them. Anybody know these guys? No, oh, but no. I, see you, I see what you mean by the Graham Parker thing. I know, right? That, so that, much. That noodly guitar line's really infectious. Isn't it it's good? Yeah. yeah, really good. On an infinite loop. It, okay. Yeah, this and this is, I'd say, one of their best songs. They had another one that uh, Dooley actually sings on called Touched, which is also really good. Worth, worth checking out. I'll throw one out to Throneberry. Mm. Nice. Deep. Deep yeah. cut. Yeah, really nicely done. All right, well, let's uh, switch over to uh, further listening. Do we have a Ooh. sense of, uh, I guess we, we can probably start with Chris since he opened the show up. Uh, what would be your pick for further listening? 1994 is the year. What album, uh, assuming that you're choosing an album, do you feel like is worth more exploration? Okay, so um, I'm going to choose an album by Kristen Hirsch of The Throwing Muses. Mm. Um, her solo record, Hips and Makers is really great um i may or may not play a song from it on the bonus round wow you people um, gotta check out the bonus round tonight clearly clearly an enticement to tune into the <laughs> bonus round uh great album she's got a terrific voice um and on the song that i may play um, <laughs> it's got a guest spot from michael stipe um, yeah. so it's a really really good record um highly recommend it nice, nice. rich what would be your recommendation for further listening 1994 uh, i think i'm gonna because 94 it seemed to be kind of a little bit of a sad dark tone to it at least in my history uh, <laughs> yeah no shit at, at the top of the show so I, I think this album just catalog well. the despicable acts of 94 this is, yeah, right. this is the song in 94 that you'd grab uh, if you just wanted to be left alone to brood um <laughs> it's uh mark lanigan whiskey for the holy ghost it, it is a pick me up an album <laughs> album to wallow with yeah yes it's uh misery loves company so if you're looking for some company throw that on and wallow <laughs> misery you covered yeah misery loves whiskey <laughs> that's go. a great album there's some really good songs on there that's great. I'm going to go in a purely electronic direction. Um, 94 was a year that I got really into electronic music. And one of the albums that was a standout for me was the Future Sound of London and their album called Life Forms. Um, it's really, I think there's only four or five songs on the album, but they're these rather abstract, ambient, experimental landscapes. And I loved how it made, it felt like it was uh, narrative storytelling. It was like telling me a story like a film would um, in a really interesting way, just through a weirder experimental sounds and vibes. And so there it is. So Future Sound of London, the album is called Life Forms. Path 3 is the track that I think is a standout, but I think the whole EP is really exciting. Uh, Derek, what is your pick for 1994, Further Listening? I want to suggest a um, album by a band out of Rhode Island uh, via Champaign, Illinois, called Velvet Crush. Uh, the album is Teenage Symphonies to God, which is, you know, a reference to what uh, Brian Wilson wanted uh, his record Smile to be. But it uh, was produced by Mitch Easter, speaking of um, Michael Stipe and R.E.M. But uh, it's just, I listened to it again today. I hadn't listened to it in a while. And uh, it's just such a beautiful power pop record uh just so impeccably arranged and and uh recorded it's a really wonderful album i, I love it couldn't recommend it enough velvet crushes teenage symphonies to god fantastic billy federko what is your uh further listening recommendation for 94 okay somebody mentioned uh post hardcore i think and i think this band falls into that category whatever it means or whatever it connotates uh the band is jawbox and uh, mm -hmm. this was their major label debut called For Your Own Special Sweetheart. 
I think it was a couple episodes ago, Nash played helmet. These guys have that sort of precision, but I'd say, you know, a little more, a little more swing, a little more emotional heft to them. This is a great record. You folks might remember the song Savory. A great riff on that one. But yeah, check out Jawbox. Very nice. So we close out our shows with a little bit of a vote of what we think is the most compelling deep cut of the evening that we've had. Can't vote for ourselves. We have to vote for one of uh, the rest of us. So uh, we're about to kick into that. But let's talk first about social media. You know, as you may notice, uh, hopefully you don't. Um, our show is a little bit less uh, polished since we're no longer having it produced by professional engineers. We're doing it internally. Uh, if you are one of those professional engineers out there, or at least somebody who uh, you know likes to put some work into a podcast and help us make it uh, sound great, we're looking for a uh, an engineer producer to help join us. Please reach out to us, Billy. Why don't you let us know about where you can find us? Sure, uh, we're on all the major socials uh twitter uh just search for deep cuts lost and found same thing with facebook we also have a, a patreon page which we've been teasing to uh most of the night where we have bonus content uh, you can reach out to us through that as well i guess those are the main ways just uh send us a dm or what have you oh instagram or on instagram too all right how are you guys feeling about the vote does everyone feel like they are prepared I, to uh, I, I need oh yeah, everyone's already ready i'm ready yeah. Totally oh, we're right not, we're not, we don't we don't even do rundowns anymore. No, we'll do the rundown. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's I'll in the chat. For you. Go for it. All right, so Thank here you. it is. Chris opened up the show with Portishead, uh, their astonishing debut, "Dummy." The song is called "Mysterions." Uh, Ted Daddy. Hawkins was the pick from Mr. Rich Air, a song called "Big Things" from his album "The Next Hundred Years." Uh, I came in with a John Spencer Blues Explosion, uh, originally from Nashua, New Hampshire, but later to relocate to Los Angeles. Blues X-Men. I know, I'm surprised too. Um, Blues X-Men is a song from their album Orange. Derek came in with Girls Against Boys, I Don't Got a Place from their album Cruise Yourself. Billy came in with the Dam Builders, uh, Boston band, correct? Uh, Cop Sucker is the name of the song from Encendendor. I'm going to probably mispronounce that. Oh, you killed it. Chris Sebado uh, is the the band. Careful is the song from their just seminal album, Bake Sale. Rich came in with Sunny Day Real Estate, one of his many fantastic Seattle contributions to the show. <laughs> uh, the song is called Eight, the number eight from their album Diary. Uh, I came in with a uh, UK acid jazz band called the Brand New Heavies, playing a song called Brother Sister from their album of the same name. I think their second or third, last one that India Davenport played with them. Uh, Derek came in with Super Chunk, Driveway to Driveway from their album called Foolish. Billy closed it out with a Cincinnati band, if I have that correct. Throneberry is the name of the band. Green Goddess is the song from their album Sangria. How do you guys feel? Are you guys ready to pop the vote in? Ready. Ready. All right. On a one, a two, and a three. Oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, looks like Fido, Fido, Fido takes it. Fido. Fido. He had a good night. That's yeah. Five yeah. Votes. Wow. I gave, him, I gave him Green Goddess. I gave oh, him the yeah. Throneberry song. Not... Was it three cop suckers and one Green Goddess? Yeah. <laughs> Rich, that is, Ted Hawkins. That is the grossest. Or, that is the grossest order at a diner you could ever make. Oh, right. <laughs> I got three cop suckers and a Green Goddess, please. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> so that brings the to cucumber. that's right. That brings to an end episode uh, number twenty five. Nineteen ninety four is the year. It's deep cuts, lost and found. I am here with Rich Air, Derek Brain, Bill Federico, Chris Nashawadi, myself, Thomas Golubich. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Come reach out to us on social media if you like our show. If you're interested in hearing more about it, if you want to help us produce the show, we'd love to hear from you too. It is uh, again deep cuts, lost and found. Find us soon. We'll catch y'all next week when we tackle 1995. It's Deep Cuts. Peace.